0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose, and now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. And as ever, Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell, looks at the world of investment from a UK perspective. So, where are we going to begin today, Russ?
1: Well, I thought we'd. Because GameStop's had a wildly exciting week, to say the least. It's It's gone back to. Extraordinary company. I've actually heard. Have you even heard of no. them before the past few weeks? I'm no. not a big video games but yeah. I better get a chance to, you know. Yeah. Eat my dinner sometimes, let alone sit and play video games for hours on end. Though I did read that Tim Price was extolling the virtues of civilization the other day, which I remember was a great time consumer for many of my friends at university. But anyway, that, that's yes. a, that's a yeah, separate yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna. Uh, but with games in mind, it it, it, it rocketed, but it didn't get back to its previous high, which is always an interesting point if you're a technician, and always interesting from a psychology point of view. Um, and just for, you know, just because because of, of all the accusations or fears that you've got bubbles in, whether it's GameStop or SPACs or cryptocurrencies or tech or IPOs or whatever it is, I've been rereading things like um, Chancellor's Devil Take the Hindmost and Kindleberger's Mania's Panics and Crashes and things yeah, like oh that. yes, yes. So, anyway, I found this quote in, in Chancellor's book. Edward Chancellor, Devil Take the Hindmost. Although short sellers are invariably blamed for the collapse of stock markets, the problem is really caused by long-only buyers during the preceding bull market who push stocks to unsustainable levels no government has yet seen fit to ban stock purchases during a stock market bubble so the tricky bit of course is how do you spot a bubble and how do you know it's a bubble and Alan Greenspan said you only know after the fact which was intriguing given that the book that won all the prizes was about Greenspan called was the man who knew when clearly he didn't because he's human just like the rest of us. Uh, And and Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve Open Markets Committee right now are saying, move along, nothing to see here. We can't see no bubbles, gov. So it it just goes to show how hard it is. So to go from one seminal tone, Chancellor, to another one, Kindleberger, manias, panics and crashes, um, let's just go through what he describes as the eight stages of a bubble. And then you, dear listeners, can make up your own minds, because I don't have a monopoly on truth and wisdom and i'm human just like everybody else and i certainly want to start lecturing you and sound like your dad so what's the first stage of a bubble cheap plentiful credit and a fantastic new idea in which to invest whether it's tulips railroads latin american mines japanese property technology us housing you name it mm. they're all historic bubbles and you could argue if you wished current bubbles or bubblets would include anything to do with electric vehicles cannabis space cryptocurrencies, SPACs, multiple...
0: Non-fungible tokens is the next one.
1: Well, anyway, let's let let. let, uh, let let's see. How, again, possibly you could argue that, but certainly there is no shortage of cheap credit, yeah. courtesy if our good friends are central bank's interest rates are rock bottom. The world is awashly liquidity. And intriguingly, reading the FT today, there was a gentleman, I think it was a gentleman, saying, well, I'm not bothered if GameStop goes to zero because I'm I'm making a point here, which to me is like, you're, yeah. is money really worth so little? I mean, 12, 13 years ago, people were queuing up outside Northern Rock wondering where on earth their money had gone. Yes. And now it's, I can afford to toss a few grand just to make a point and say that Wall Street's crooked. I mean, if if that, I think, to me, is a killer sign that we are indeed in an over-liquid, overheated markets. So people feel t- willing and able mm. to treat money with such a yes. degree of contempt. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, to me, unfortunately, smacks of... Capital misallocation, which is the one thing that central banks won't want to see because they want money to go into the right places and productive investment anyway. So after phase one of cheap credit and a fantastic idea, well, prices go up because some of the ideas are fantastic and only of them turn out to be, be changes. And then you start getting a bit of fear of missing out, creeping in and newcomers pile in. They make a profit. Share prices keep on going higher. Money keeps shoveling and coming around. And then people get really confident and start borrowing money to get involved because it just looks that easy. Uh, And Groucho Marx actually did that. If you read Groucho and me, his autobiography, he got cleaned out in 1929. And one of the stocks that did him the most damage was a then well-known trading house called Goldman Sachs, which was uh, an antecedent of of the the fine institution that we know today. And when first tipped it by his agent, he said, Goldman Sachs, what is that, a flower bag? Um, and he, he actually bought it on margin, and that was one of the things that cleaned him out and then led him to say, look, times are so tough right now, the pigeons are feeding people in Central Park. <laughs> so anyway, so but once the leverage starts getting involved, and you've seen that with GameStop and option trading right now, that's phase three. Cheap credit and ideas, prices up, more money in, cheap credit. And then fourth phase, copycats start popping up. Imitation, IPOs start appearing. Credit keeps on flowing and more people keep piling in. Everybody's still getting pretty happy. And then phase five is when the insiders start selling and the smart money starts getting out. Uh, there's a correction, but lo and behold, everybody's quite happy to buy on the dips cause it's all worked out before and that's been the right thing to do, which is what, again, is intriguing right now with games, up, this massive buy on the dip and this massive ramp back up again. Sixth phase is generally speaking, a very high profile deal goes wrong. An IPO fails; something doesn't quite pan out. There's maybe an ex There's maybe something that's exogenous that just means it goes wrong, like BP did with the you know 1987 crash, for example. But you then start to get just a little bit of queasiness, and not just an IPO goes wrong, but the deluge of secondary sellers heading for the exit gets really, really powerful. So holding periods unlock, and picks quite often with an IPO. The early money, the visa, the private equity money, the venture capitalists, they're in at such low prices, they actually don't really care that much what level they sell at because they're still making a profit and they're getting their money back. And that's when money coming out starts to swamp money going in. And that's when faith begins to teeter. Then you get a good old fashioned scandal. Something goes wrong. There's a fraud. People realize they've been had. And then it's no longer buying the dips but sell on the rallies. And that's when the psychological shift really starts to happen. And then the eighth and final phase is when everybody can't get through the same cat flap. Everything collapses. There's revulsion. There's fear, not greed. There's mass selling. And that's when the blame game begins, which takes us back to where we were with the chancellor. And then you get calls for more regulation. And we've had stock market regulation since Sir John Bannham's Act of 1734 in the U.K., and you can trace it all the way through. Uh, there will be regulation, but only on the matter of horse door, stable, bolt. It'll be too. It'll yeah. be too late. And you know, Glass Steagall in '33, Dodd Frank in 2010. You know, so there will be regulation, I'm sure, but only after more damage has been damage has been yeah. done. So I think the tricky bit now, really, from that is how do you work out when the money. Isn't going to be, you know, when the money's gone, as it were, when there isn't going to be enough money to staunch that. That, so if I was guessing, I think we're probably somewhere between stages four and five. But four could go on for a very long time, as it did in ninety-eight, two thousand, and 2000, and 2005
0: to seven. So oh, well, earlier think, in the earlier in the process than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I were. think. For, we,
1: we, I mean, we haven't I've really had a big, big IPO go thud yet. Nope. I mean, Roblox yesterday went went bananas. So you're still getting these IPOs that are getting rapture as well. I did wonder. Whether Uber going thud after its IPO, or WeWork not even getting out of the blocks, might be that sort of event. But thus far, it's been they have been shrugged on Uber. I think might even be trading above its IPO price now, and and, you know WeWork's disappeared temporarily into the back end of SoftBank. Although there is talk of a SPAC deal for for WeWork, believe it or not. So I did wonder whether we'd reach that stage, but. Again, it looks like I wasn't necessarily correct. So I guess the, if, if we are in a bubble, and you know, again, one person's bubble is another person's opportunity, Yeah, you know, there'll be a lot of Game stoppers making quite a bit of money right now, going, what on earth are you on about? It's mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's all good.
0: Oh, you wouldn't believe how early I thought
1: I should get out of the tech Well, bubble. there you go. But I'm uh, you know, so intrigued, think...
0: though, about the idea that regulation always seems to be about short-selling and never about over-enthusiastic long-buying.
1: Never, not, not that I can find, and, and Chance has done a lot more work on it than I yeah. ever had. And, you know, and I guess that's the, the hard part then we, for a bubble means you'll, you, if, we are, if we are in a bubble, uh, and to me, this feels like the 17, sorry, the 1690s and the Exchange Alley bubble in the UK, which coincidentally developed as the Bank of England was founded in 1694. There may have, again, cheap credit and, and an availability of money. Um, there was that, then there were lots of mini bubbles then, which is kind of a little bit how it feels to me right now, in that you've got, you know, EVs cannabis hmm. all these hot themes that are attracting dollops and dollops of of money so the hard part is you as a professional investor as a professional analyst as a private saver you've you've if we are in a bubble you've got two choices you're wrong by getting out early or you're wrong by getting out late and neither is a particularly comfortable place in which to find yourself you know, One's
0: one slightly safer perhaps than the other
1: but. i would personally view the former as safer than the latter getting out early and indeed there are lots of quotes whether it's I think one of the Rothschild family said he made his money by selling too soon and, mm-hmm. and all those other classic memes that you get. Um, and the problem that you've got, and I've experienced it in my investment banking days, is that from a career perspective, it's a heck of a lot safer to take option B, which is get out late.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Because you're not standing out from the crowd. You're going over the cliff with all the other lemmings. And all right, it's not very pleasant, but you're not standing there being pilloried. And mm. you know, I remember when we were on the tech team at the investment bank I worked for in 1999. One of my a couple of my colleagues built an amazing discounted cash flow model that you could be, that was basically backwards. So you punched in your um uh, your, your your assumed margin and your long term and your assumed discount rate, and it spat out what the implied growth rate was in perpetuity for the company, which was very. And I think one of his colleagues still uses it today a hedge fund somewhere. Um, uh, and that was very clever, and, and we very um very quickly that model worked out that the growth assumptions for these companies in aggregate meant that there would be no left money left from from, from buying tech and media products than for things like food and lavatory paper. <laughs> so it was just it was just ridiculous. It was just a matter of when. But
0: so for we knew private that... investors, you know, there's a big problem that that you can get it right, but where where is the safety to flee to? Because. If the market that's, does that's collapse, a, it won't, just be, the tech-ish tech-ish question, it won't yeah. just be the tech sectors. You know, everything will get hit. Even the things that ultimately will emerge from the rubble first.
1: I mean, Ben, ben Graham says as much in his in his book, The Intelligent Investor. You'll find cheap things, but they might not. It won't stop them going down. They'll just go down a heck of a lot less. Yeah. But there will also be the things that come out the, the other side. Yes. But private so, investors
0: don't want to do well relative to the market, unlike no, fund managers. No, because you can't take
1: relative performance of yeah. Tesco. And I yeah. completely get that. But it does mean that the, your holdings will make it through the bad times yes. because the balance sheets could, you know, and so they will then come through the others. Providing the company isn't structurally challenged or about to be, you know, made obsolete, mm. it will come through the other side and that's how you survive.
0: So it's almost the same answer as when we talked about what do you do to protect yourself from inflation? You you, you go for safety
1: I'm afraid it's it's boring uh, and you probably do need a little bit of real stuff and you probably do need some cash, which is an extremely uncomfortable place to find yourself in at any time, particularly if there's inflation coming. But again, it gives you the chance to buy on weakness and it gives you the chance to pay your bills, not worry about having to sell your, your holdings at a particularly inconvenient time from a market perspective.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, Russ, um, fascinating as ever. Um, so we've eight stages and we're sort of somewhere between four and five. So we've got in ages. My, in my humble opinion. <laughs> we'll in come back humble, to it. Sure.
1: I, I, I could, be, we could turn out there's a scandal. I mean, again, Wirecard was a big scandal. That seems to have, you know, just disappeared without mm-hmm. trace. So maybe we're actually nearer to at seven than we think, but it. At the moment, there's still quite a lot of optimism out there. We we haven't had the real
0: smelly one yet. We'll return to it, I'm sure, as you pluck more books off your shelf. Uh, (laughs) Not one of those people who doesn't believe the history doesn't repeat itself. Um, That's uh, Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. He'll be back uh, next week looking again at the financial outlook for personal investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.